Well, hello there, and welcome to the Landmark Seminar Program. This is a podcast created exclusively for Landmark graduates participating in the Integrity Seminar. Now, before we begin with Session 8, there's those few things to get created. First, please understand that the material presented here is owned and copywritten by Landmark. It's intended solely for your personal use. Next, I recommend you have a notebook and pen ready. You'll want to capture your thoughts, uh, any insights, and be ready for any exercises we might do along the way. Thirdly, take a moment now and get yourself settled. Have this time be all yours. Minimize any distractions, any interruptions. Close the door, turn the phone off. You know what it looks like. <laughs> um, as this podcast concentrates on the major conversations we had in session eight itself, it does not replace your actually being there. Please be sure to get in communication with your group as their sharing serves to enrich what you can create for yourself. And then lastly, since this is a recording, feel free to pause the recording for notebook work and at any time where you want to take time to inquire further. All right, with that said, session eight. This is a pretty unique session. Uh, the conversation is incredible. It is uh, one where we are addressing integrity at its highest level. We're addressing one of the most important questions for a human being's life, which is, what does it mean to be true to oneself? And the intention of session number eight is to distinguish self, that's with a capital S-E-L-F, as a matter of honor. And this is all work we've continued to be doing inside of the overarching intention of the Integrity Seminar, which is to create a relationship to word as the source of designing a life of workability freedom and possibility. We began with sharing from the homework and just working with uh, the, someone who got something from the homework, you know, who completed the homework, and then we worked with someone who didn't do the homework. And what was that about not doing the homework? That is what we all deal with inside of being human and life being a conversation, but not live that way. So the assignment from session seven was to take a look at those areas of your life that you rated low on the scale of workability and ask yourself, what is the story that you've used to explain why things aren't working? And then you were to take the story out of the equation and see what actions you could take to restore integrity in that area going to um, paraphrase something that uh, one graduate shared in which she noticed she was just, you know, behind in things and not inspired anymore and really beginning to fall into that space of disempowering conversations, you know, that's not working and I'm not working and you're not working and, and she didn't come to the last session of the seminar and... So when we got in communication, finally, one of the things, and one of the other graduates in the seminar had been supporting her as well, 
One of the things that she got was, it was very, very simple. She had in her business not kept an agreement with her partner. And from that one simple promise not kept, agreement not honored, it turned into that whole perpetration withhold mechanism where she fell into that disempowering context. I mean, she was wrong. It was wrong. Then she started hiding. And it, and for her, being a high performer in her work and what she does as a contribution to many, many aspects of society, she was suffering knowing all along that's not who she was. So taking the case... That all the suffering and all the this isn't working and that's not working and oh, you know, I've got to work on this all by myself. Whatever the story, she took it out of the equation. And she instead put integrity in. Integrity being, oh my gosh, this here's this one promise I saw that I didn't keep. She went and cleaned it up. And in a morning's time, in a morning's time, completed on 11 other things that had been incomplete that she hadn't been taking action on in a morning's time restored herself to herself like her energy and what, what who she is it's a possibility and a commitment being an action in the world and the various constituencies that she you know this different um circles of life that she is there to empower so it was very simple it was very simple going from Dead, <laughs> dead person walking to alive. So, I'm just every part of this series is there to help you as a graduate build access, you know, all points of access to having life work. And this brings us to addressing integrity at its highest level. So we're go- right now we're going to look at the level of integrity that transcends promises and agreements and goes beyond principles and values. And we're going to look at the level of integrity where all there is, is one's word. We're looking at integrity at the level of self. So in this conversation, we're going to examine what most people only talk about or dream about, and that is the possibility of being true to oneself. So Shakespeare's play, Hamlet, you might have heard of it, it it confronts the possibility of living life, of being true to oneself. So that's uh, Act 1, Scene 3 of Hamlet. Shakespeare writes, To thine own self be true, and it must follow, as night must follow day. Thou canst not then be false to any man. So people may talk about it like, Oh, I have to find myself, or I want to improve myself, or I'm just trying to be myself. So in the background of life, everyone's addressing the age-old dilemma of what it means to be true to oneself. So to fully explore the possibilities of being true to oneself, we first have to examine what is meant by the word self. And if you look, people are unclear about what is meant by the word self. People have weak and disempowering notions of self. So for example, how, do you, how would you answer the question, what is a self? 
what is a self? We had uh, answers uh, that ranged from a self is a commitment to possibility to um, how, you know, my past, you know, that's the self, um, you know, what I've learned and how I've transformed and put that all together. So you may take a moment now for yourself, turn off the recording and then look for what is a self and write that down in your notebook and then come right back. Okay, so as you notice, you might have write, written down a, num a number of things. And in the seminar, you know, 20 people offered up different ideas of what a self is. And that is to notice, what there is to notice about all of that is how much uncertainty there is regarding the notion of self. You know, if I were to hold up my arm and you were to look at what's the, at the end of my arm, you know, and I'm wiggling these these digits around, these flanges, these fingers, you'd say, you'd answer, well, that's a hand, and that's a hand. Well, and everyone would answer the same thing. That's because we're all clear that this is a hand. So what there is to notice first is how much uncertainty there is regarding the notion of self. It is because of our unclarity regarding the notion of self that, for most people, the possibility of actually being true to oneself does not exist. In our confusion, we relate to self as if ourself is an object in the world. So our self seems to be something to be found, worked on, and improved. So inside of the notion of self as an object, the best one can hope for is, is to someday find your real self. So the first notion of self to dispel is that there's a real self to be found. So I want you to consider that there is no is self. There's no real you to be found and there's no real you that you are just destined to become. And you really have to get that. There is no real you that you are destined to become. There's, that there is a real you is an illusion. The only self there is, is the self you consider yourself to be. So I'm going to say that again. When you let go of the notion of a real self, then you be can begin to consider that the only self there is, is the self you consider yourself to be. And I'm going to say that more rigorously. Given there is no is self, you know, like there's a there's an actual chair or yeah chair you're sitting on or a Davenport or a sofa or there's really there's really a floor beneath you. There's really a table in front of you, you know. And if you close your eyes and then open them, there it is again. Wow, there is a real you know table. That's what we call a table. Well, there is no is self. Can't point to it. So, given there is no is self, then oneself is only a function of what one honors as oneself. So, inside of this view, oneself is a matter of honor. 
What we mean by honor is to have respect for and to have your actions be in concert with or aligned with that which you are honoring. So to make this conversation real, we want to now look at this question, which is, what is it that people honor as themselves? So what we did at the seminars, we had two people right on the board, everything that people found that they honored as themselves. So in the normal course of life, in the normal course of life, you know, as you're getting up in the morning, you know, right when the alarm rings, what is it that you're honoring as yourself? I'll get you started. You know, in that, in that case, <laughs> the alarm rings, I honor the conversation, I am tired. How, you know, and then the question, how many more minutes do I have to sleep? Or I honor, what am I going to, you know, concerns. I honor concerns as myself. I honor emotions as myself. And then other people honored they raised their hands and said, well, I honor circumstances. You know, like it does the things I say, like it doesn't work. That's what I honor. Or people honor stories from the past. So take a moment, turn off the recording now, and just take some time to look at, okay, so in the course of my life, my everyday moment, my moment life, what do I, what, you know, you've got to really examine this, like examine your actions, what is it at that moment, in those moments of time, that you're honoring? Okay, great. So you've done that work, and now you're back. You might have found that you've been honoring thoughts and feelings or emotions. Some of us honor um, the, the sensations in our bodies. You have a scratch in your throat, and you decide, oh, I'm getting sick. And then you honor that. The little voice in your head. We honor that little voice in our head. We honor our reputation or our roles in life, status. We honor what we want. Well, I want this, you know, or I really don't want to do that. And then we honor what we want, our desires, our likes, etc. So if you imagine that board was filled up <laughs> with what we actually honor. And consider that what was on that board and what's there in front of you on your pieces of paper is that's what people say is themselves. And that's what they usually honor as themselves. So human beings as a whole, human beings lack power and they lack freedom and workability and possibility because they honor that nonsense on the paper in front of you or the board. They honor that as themselves. So the mess the world's in is because people honor what's on that board as themselves. They honor their opinion as themselves. So the lack of power, freedom, workability, and possibility that results when you honor what's on the board as yourself is because of the nature of what's there on that board. So if you look at, at you look at everything on your piece of paper there, if you imagine that board chock full of what it is that we honor as ourselves, you'll maybe start to see, be able to answer this question, which is what most people miss in life. What does everything on that board have in common? 
And people shout it out that, you know, it's a story or it has meaning or it's this or that. Well, you want to take another step back, another step back to look, to see that what everything on that board had in common, what everything on your paper has in common, is that everything there exists, seems to exist outside of yourself and outside, beyond your control. So begin to see what most people miss in life, which is begin to see it is absurd to honor that which exists outside of yourself. See, nothing on that board is actually yours. How can what's that on that board be considered yourself? How can that? Well, let's look, okay? All right. We're looking, right? So if you think your body is yours, then stop aging. Stop aging right now. If you think your circumstances are yours, well, go change those circumstances. When? Uh, right now. Go ahead. Go. Start. Yeah. So how about your life? If you think your life is yours, change your family, change your skin color, change your gender. Just change it right now. Now, what about your thoughts? If you think your thoughts are yours, stop thinking right now. Right? So begin to see that honoring that which is outside of you as yourself can only result in struggle and unworkability. So now the question becomes, if yourself is a matter of honor and you chipped away all the aspects of your life that live outside of you, what is left to honor? So you take away all those once, you know, once or just once, okay? Let's place them aside. Thoughts or thoughts. You're going to place those aside. Now, will you still be thinking? Of course you will. Your body's your body. Place that aside. All of that, those your notions, your opinions, your beliefs, all of that, we're just going to place those aside. And if all of that was placed aside, if yourself is a matter of honor, and you took away all the aspects of your life that live outside of your control, beyond your control, what is left to honor? Consider that what is left to honor is one, the one thing that is truly yours. And that is your word. Consider that for human beings, the only thing that is really ever ours. Ours to give or not give. Ours to empower or not to empower. Ours to own or not own is our word. The possibility then of being true to yourself is only available when what you honor as yourself is your word. And the highest level of integrity then is to honor your word as yourself. So the third level of integrity begins with the declaration from nothing that who I am is my word. It is only by honoring your word as yourself that you create the possibility 
of designing a life of workability, freedom, and possibility. So, take a moment now <laughs> and look for yourself. What opens up for you inside the possibility of honoring your word as yourself? It was interesting because, you know, this, you know, this really just requires us to think. It requires us to take a step back and look at life, look at our lives. And if all of that is just what's happening, the one thing we have is word, is our word. And with one's word, we can create, we can declare that we are our word and we honor the word we give. So what is the word we give? At the end of the session, I asked if we had fulfilled on the intention. Some people said yes, and one graduate, thank goodness, said no. So I had him come to the front of the room, and I asked him, well, right now, regarding all of this, what are you honoring? You know, what's happening? He goes, well, I just don't, you know, I'm just, I just don't understand this, and, and what about that, and what about this? And I said, <laughs> Well, what's happening right now? What are you doing right now? And he says, I'm just trying to figure out. And I said, that's right. So you're honoring figuring it out. That's figuring it out. That's not you. Because if you, and he saw it, he saw it. He's like, he saw the figuring it out. And I said, okay, so now what is actually seeing the figuring it out? And his eyes grew wide there really was a, there really was looking. There was a, a separate looking present at figuring it out. It was just located over there where he was standing. So figuring it out was something that most people in the room had also been trying, you know, been uh, consumed with. They were honoring figuring it out. Oh my gosh, that's just figuring it out. Okay. Great. So, so if this is now an opportunity beyond figuring it out, <laughs> what is the opportunity to speak yourself as your word? And he created um, that who he is, the word he gives is being ins inspirational. I mean, that's just, that's nonlinear. You know, that is creating one's life with one's word inside of the possibility that life is a conversation. So between now and next session, your assignment is to notice what you've honored as yourself that has existed outside of yourself. You know, like for him, there really was something outside of himself to figure out when all along, all along, he had his word to honor or not. So notice how much you've considered yourself to be your thoughts, your feelings, stories, other things. Now, I'm not asking you to do anything differently. Just notice, I just want you to notice what you've honored as yourself and what impact it has had on your life. You know, we've engaged in this conversation that makes possible the opportunity to actually live life being true to oneself. And against that possibility, we can now also look at what it has cost us to live life honoring something outside of ourself as ourself. And if you look, 
you'll see that like most people in life, you've been spending an enormous amount of energy trying to find yourself, prove yourself, work on yourself, accept yourself, all the while pretending you had it together. Yeah. And like most people in life, you've lived life obsessed with yourself. Can you see that the futility of playing the game of life being obsessed with yourself, your stories, your feelings, your wants, your beliefs, your this? I mean, it just is, the pull is relentless, us being human beings, isn't it? So to really experience the enormous opportunity that arises from the possibility of honorings, honoring one's word as oneself, you first have to tell the truth about the impact of living life obsessed with yourself and pretending you having had it all together. I'm figuring it out. Oh, don't worry about me. Don't worry about me. I'll go and I'll go understand this. Don't worry about me. I just have to do this all by myself. Don't worry about me. So consider each and every one of us over the course of our lives have had to deal with the profound resignation and cynicism that accompanies a lifetime of working on ourselves and trying to discover who we really are and what our life is for. So I'm asserting that until you and I create the possibility of honoring one's word as oneself, what is inevitably in the background of life is resignation and cynicism and inauthenticity. By creating the possibility of honoring your word as yourself, you can begin to destroy the resignation and destroy the cynicism that results from that inauthentic relationship to yourself. And by creating the possibility of honoring your word as yourself, you've opened up the possibility of being in life with the certainty of who you are and what your life is for. So over the next two sessions of the seminar, we're going to explore the full range of what's possible by taking on designing your life as a matter of your word. And one of the first possibilities that arises from the third level of integrity is the power to stand for what's possible for yourself and for others as a victory over resignation and cynicism. You see, when you give up working on yourself, when you give up improving yourself and being fascinated with yourself, what happens then is contribution and making a difference and taking a stand for what's possible becomes natural expressions of who you are. So at the third level of integrity, the game of life stops being about self-improvement. And at this level, one's transformation is no longer a personal phenomenon. At this level of integrity, one's transformation naturally expands to include the transformation of others and the transformation of life itself. So when I declare who I am is my word, I create the power to give myself fully to what I stand for in life. My word creates the victory of what is possible over what is predictable, not just for myself, but for the world. And when I can know myself as my word, then I create the freedom to stand for what's possible in life as a matter of my word. So 
So I want you to have the opportunity to get present to, to create and share what possibilities you could stand for as a, mod, as a matter of your word. So the question is, given anything's possible that you're willing to stand for, what possibilities could you stand for? Not just for yourself, but for the world that would be a victory over resignation and cynicism. Well, I'd love to hear what you're creating. People have shared the possibility of communities living peacefully together. Definitely love on the planet. You know, people loving and coming together on the planet was present and people sharing. People living inspired lives was created by someone else. Music as healing was created as someone's word. So consider that would, what would also make a difference with whatever it is that you create. Make a difference for you and your transformation is to create and give yourself fully to that stand and to that word making a difference. And I invite you to give up whatever cynicism and resignation you've had that you've been holding on to actually and create and give yourself fully to that stand for transformation and what's possible. So between now and next session, I'm inviting all of us to be fully standing for transformation, fully standing for what's possible as a matter of our word. And I'm inviting you to have the possibilities that were created in the seminar to have, I'm inviting you to have those show up as a triumph of possibility over resignation and cynicism. So between now, between session eight and nine, I'm inviting you to fully share yourself and stand for what could be possible for the people in your life, for them living a life of possibility. Make your stand for transformation real by having the people in your life actually come with you to session number nine. Look at what would be possible for them out of participating in the Landmark Forum. You know, here we, this is session eight that you're listening to, right? So have you uh, had a commitment over the, ses- over the series to have people in your life do the Landmark Forum, but you've not been able to triumph over your own or their cynicism and resignation? Yeah. So I invite every, you know, I invite you, I invite you to play fully in this game of possibility, triumphing over resignation and cynicism as a matter of your word. And I'm committed that each and every one of us play that game fully between now and next session. So if you're taking on that game, put that in existence, you know, just put it in existence. And I'm committed that at our next session, as a group, you know, as a group together, we demonstrate our stand for transformation by having the people in our lives be here with us, looking at what could be possible for them. Okay. Now, what is all, you know, wow, possibility of, our, of you living as your word, you know, what you've gotten access to with regards to having life be whole and complete, you know, where we're poised now to actually have the conversation where we can create and distinguish word as the source of designing a life of workability, freedom, and possibility. What is it that gives all of that? What gives all of that is the seminar program. You know, what about living life as a conversation? So the seminar program is a structure for mastering living 
a life of transformation. You know, being one who can, at any point in time, deal with the condition of life, own the condition of life, and in that space be someone of who's responsible for the condition of life. I don't mean to blame and or obligate it, but you, you're willing to own. Yeah, you know what? That's how human beings operate. And in the face of that, be someone of true purpose and real power and someone who makes a difference. And you, with the foundation of integrity, you've come to find the seminar program as a place for you to continually expand and develop the essential elements of living a life of transformation, a life that you design. So in the seminar program, which is what I want to talk about right now, people practice and master such possibilities as communicating effectively, being yourself under any and all circumstances, um, creating higher levels of success and satisfaction, and being able to be a contribution, bringing out the best in others. So it's in the seminar program that people take on and realize their commitments to their own transformation the transformation of the world they live in, and by golly, the transformation of life itself. So in every landmark seminar around the world, people are coached, people just like you, coached and trained, and what it takes to fulfill on their commitment to living life powerfully and loving the life they live. You know, participating in the seminar programs really like mining the gold in life. You know, the curriculum for living the Landmark Forum, the Advanced Course, those are, that's like dynamite. And that dynamite opens up veins of gold. And in the seminar program, you get to mine those veins of gold for those precious nuggets of your life. So at session nine, you're going to have the opportunity to register yourself in the next seminar series for our area. Registering makes new possibilities available. When you take that kind of action, you make something happen by committing, taking action. That's the only way anything happens in life. So I've sent a handout to you along with your assignment in your email that includes a brief description of the, the seminar with the dates. Um, it starts, this, uh, this seminar, please know that it starts on, on August 22nd. That's a Monday. And, you know, when we were in the seminar, I had people who have participated for years stand up and just share how their life would not have the same trajectory at all had they not been participating in the seminar program. So I, for one, for sure, for sure, would not have, uh, I wouldn't have the career I have. I wouldn't have the family I have. I wouldn't be leading, well, I definitely wouldn't be leading seminars. You know, even if I did the Landmark Forum, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have the life that I have. The life I have is a result of me having ongoingly participated and been with people who coached me along the way to ongoingly consider and discover that, that my future I was living into was not, was not um, fixed, that it was actually going to be all a matter of my design and of my word. So next session come, I mean, that is just, um, 
That's incredible. I wouldn't have my relationship with my mother or my father or my stepmother had it not been for participating in the seminar program. And, and we're talking about, I wouldn't have my, the life that I have. That's a big deal. So next session, come ready to register into the next seminar series. And I request you have all your considerations thought out and completed when you come to session nine. Come back ready to choose. Come back ready to select freely after consideration. Think and work through all your considerations, such as time and money and babysitting and having your work aligned with you being in the next seminar series and come ready to register. And I'm committed, I'm committed that any one of you who sees the possibility of expanding your transformation, I'm saying that you are fully capable and able to register and have your participation in the next seminar or program work for you. So bring your calendar Bring your checkbook or your credit card to the next session so that you can powerfully choose your participation in the next series. And I promise you, it'll be one of the most incredible choices you've ever made. So, so thanks for, thanks for that. <clears throat> now we've got, you know, the assignment that, um, you got in your email, but observe, here it is, observe what you've been honoring as yourself in life and explore the possibility of honoring your word as yourself. And as part of the assignment, you are to continue to speculate, create, and share what possibilities you could stand for, not just for yourself, but for the world that would be a victory for transformation and possibility over resignation and cynicism. And come back next time ready to share what opened up. So your job between now and next session is to have possibility triumph over resignation and cynicism as a matter of what? You heard it, as a matter of your word. Continue to enroll people in the possibilities you've invented for yourself in your life. And also, play unreasonably the game of expressing your stand for transformation in your workplace, with your cohorts, with your family, with your neighbors. Create yourself of being someone who allows others to take the opportunity around you, they get to have the opportunity to look, to see what could be possible in their life. Our next session is August 3rd. We're going to have an extraordinary, extraordinary conversation about living life as a matter of design. We're going to start to have the conversations that we have been building up to since the very first session. We're going to continue to expand on the work we've done since we started, and we will make real what may have only been a good idea at the very first session. We're going to create a relationship to word as the source of designing a life of workability, freedom, and possibility. Now, wherever you are with regards to that is fine. This session at some level for all of us, and I'm talking about session eight, cracked something open and the crack will spread in different places and at different rates in each of us. So we are coming into the home stretch and this session is often time when people sometimes come up against their modus operandi of not completing things. So you've taken something on in here that will continue to lead to great rewards if you keep honoring your word and be here. So if you're a group leader or if you're acting as the group leader, uh, we'll have our call on um, Saturday and 
be sure if there's anything that's incomplete, anything at all that you get, you get yourself supported, you be in communication with me, give me a call, write me an email. All right. Okay. You guys got into your groups and, uh, created, um, sharing the possibilities you could stand for, share what people, you know, we actually look to see who you could share in your life. Who actually do you need to create those possibilities with? Why? So that they live in your life. Okay. That's it. That was session eight. Thank you. And we look forward to seeing you at session nine.